how we begin a journey is often a good indicator as to how we'll continue. Our primary school experience sets us up with our core skills and learning habits, and then secondary school stretches and challenges us to get us ready for the real world. But it all starts with the careful planning and preparation in our prep schools. Hello and welcome to the Serpent High School podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sebastian. Today I'll be talking with Byron King, Deputy Head in Charge of Teaching and Learning at the Boys Prep. We'll talk about what makes us different from other schools, how we live our values at a primary level, and we'll also talk about technology in the classroom and the role of AI in the future of education. Stay with us. I'm here with Byron King, the Deputy Head of Teaching and Learning at the Boys Prep. Hello. Hi, Anthony. Great to be here. We've just been told by ISI that we are excellent in all categories, and you oversee quite a large remit in teaching and learning at the Boys Prep. Can you just tell us what is it that makes us particularly excellent? Um, I think we have a very innovative curriculum. Obviously, we have an endpoint, which is um, year six, our boys going over to senior school, so we have to think quite carefully about how to prepare them for those 11-plus exams, in which we've done really well over the last couple of years, really creating sort of a bespoke uh, curriculum that makes sure that they can tackle any exam um, in any format, so whether they're online or paper-based. But alongside that, it's, you know, other subjects, um, our specialist subjects, for example, the specialist teaching model that we have, we can really deliver these subjects at such a high standard. I think that is what makes us excellent, really. Uh, tell us more about the specialist teaching model. So it really kicks in from year three, although we do have specialists all the way down in reception. So in reception, you'll have MFL specialists, you'll have game specialists, you'll have music specialists, and that's the same in Key Stage 1. So then in Key Stage 2, it really kicks off, where you might start having philosophy and religious studies teachers who are specialists, um, some science teachers who are specialists. And then from year four, it's fully embedded. Um, so when the boys get up to Avenue Elmers, they pretty much have a full specialist model that um, runs through the rest of their time here at the boys' prep. And I think that just adds rigor and depth to the way that we teach. Um, you know, These teachers are able to think more deeply about the subjects, uh, you know, work with others to create a really kind of bespoke, unique um, curriculum that's, yeah, based on the national curriculum, but absolutely goes beyond that too. So the idea is, um, in many other schools, you've got a generalist who's teaching. So the year five teacher, they're teaching math, they're teaching English, they're teaching science. But uh, you're saying the further up you go in the school, you will get used to a range of different teachers and teaching styles, and they're all specialists in their field. The vast majority, yes. Um, we absolutely do have some form teachers who will teach um, you know, multiple subjects. We are a primary school at the end of the day. Um, and so that just happens. And we take a sort of pragmatic approach to it as well. We look for the best people for the, you know, for the best subjects. Um, so it may be that in year four, you, know, you have a teacher like, say, Mr. Underwood, for example, who does end up teaching a few different subjects. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, he is actually a drama specialist. And so we use that special, uh, his specialization across all of Key Stage 2. Um, you know, you've got math specialists like our head of maths, Ms. Lewis and Ms. Stone, who will teach not just in year six or year five their particular form but they'll teach all the way down in fact they'll actually even go and work with key stage one throughout the academic year so we really try and leverage off those professionals who are very good in a particular area um to yeah i think that that expertise needs to be shared across our, our whole teacher uh, the, the whole school really we're sat here in avenue elmers which is uh, years four to six if a, um, a parent were to come in or a prospective parent were to come in what would they see on an average day as they walked up through the building and visited the different classrooms? I'd say they'd see very attentive pupils. They'd see engaged pupils, pupils who are um, excited to learn for the most part. They would see a range of resources on disposal. Um, 
and at the boys' disposal, resources including adults. We're fortunate that we have a number of adults in the room who can support. Uh, we have a one-to-one -one iPad program that runs throughout all of Key Stage 2. So on any boy's desk, you are likely to see a, you know, a pencil case, the book, but also an iPad. Um, and those, all those kind of resources work in collaboration um, with one another just really to, to effectively support the boys in, um, in their learning, really. Yeah, something that permeates throughout the whole school is, uh, into the senior school especially, is uh, the number of co-curricular activities going on. So you've got a lot of boys in the boys' prep where before school and certainly after school, they're doing games, they're doing sports, uh, they're, they're heavily involved in a, in a number of things. Yeah, I think that's one of, you know, where we think about the fact that we're excellent. I think it's one of the areas in which we're quite innovative as well. Uh, the number of clubs we have is quite staggering, really. And um, I think what's brilliant about many of the clubs is the fact that they are, you know, they're focusing on some skills that, you know, that are beyond the curriculum, things like coding, programming, particular types of art clubs. We are looking at, you know, introducing clubs like Warhammer, for example, mm -hmm. next year, Magic Clubs, for example. So we're always kind of thinking on our feet, thinking of new innovative clubs to introduce. And I think at the end of the day, our job is to get them interested in a wide variety of things. And they will never be start to narrow down as they get older, and that's fine. But we don't want that kind of narrow um, approach here. We kind of want to be big and broad. And um, when they leave us, then they'll probably find their niche, and that's fine. Yeah, which is nice, because that's almost the opposite journey that a lot of uh, primary schools and prep schools go on, where they tend to narrow down just as they get to year six, because you've got like important exams happening. Whereas here, actually, you hit year six, you do a lot of prep for the exams, but there are more opportunities than ever by the time you get to year six. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Year six is fantastic. I think... Um, they, they have that pressure and there's no doubt about it, but we, we kind of filter that down throughout um, the other year groups as well. So we're, we're constantly ramping things up so that it's not this just sudden peak um, when they come to those exams in the autumn of year six. So that kind of starts in year five, but we also have this approach where, you know, those exams will then eventually end come the autumn and we want to continue and we want, we want them to continue learning. So we've introduced like different texts, for example, books, um, like The Last Human, which is a dystopian novel based on an AI world, for example. You know, this is current. It's, um, it's just really there to engage them, to keep the, the finger on the pulse. We don't want them to feel like they've done the exams and, and that's it. So, um, yeah, they, we need them senior school ready. We, they need to be able to ta tackle a variety of different texts, different problems, to think collaboratively and creatively. And um, we make sure that we are absolutely doing that as well, as opposed to just becoming a school, which is a hot ass. We, we're, we're not that at all. So off the back of that AI novel that you're studying with Year 6, uh, our school's gone on a, on a really compelling journey uh, with technology over the years. Uh, iPads were introduced many years ago now, and almost every term we're coming up with new and innovative ways to, um, to bring them into uh, the education of, of our young people. What sorts of things are you doing uh, at the prep? So there's quite a few things. I mean, the iPad program, as you say, is completely established and embedded, um, and actually we're dealing with many experts you know, our pupils are excellent when it comes to using the devices themselves. So I think it's one, in terms of what we're doing, it's a, 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 an important part of what we do is, is for us as teachers to say like abreast of what's going on and sort of ahead of the curve as much as we possibly can. But that, that gap is closing quite quickly, particularly as they get older. I think there was, um, 
there was a kind of reluctance, obviously, when iPads were introduced that, you know, it had to be a very kind of like specific way of integrating them into the classroom, that it was fully managed by the teachers at all times. And we still do that to a certain extent, but I think we're becoming more confident as the boys get older to allow them to start making decisions when it comes to technology, because at the end of the day, that's what they're going to have to do as responsible teenagers and adults, um, make good decisions. So we're trying to create a space for that, that ties in with um, our mentoring and PSHE that we do as well, looking at what it means to be an effective citizen, um, a digital citizen. So that's we've worked on some of the softer skills really um, but then alongside that yeah absolutely we, we're continuing to look at coding and programming um, our boys they thoroughly enjoy that um, it's really important and I'm, we're hearing more and more of you know boys who want to actually pursue that as something um, like a subject or perhaps even a career down the line so we, we need to facilitate that as much as possible so we bring the problem solving into mathematics as well Still, I think there's still some uncharted territory. I think there's some exciting things. I think uh, what I'd like to, we'd like to do is absolutely hear more pupil voice about what um, the role of technology is in their lives and how they foresee it uh, becoming more and more important. And then really shaping, you know, our curriculum and um, our iPad and technology pro, um, program around that. So getting them more involved, and um, I think that's something to, to focus on in the future. Yeah, yeah. The, um, have you started using uh, any IA technologies with the uh, older boys? We so the, with ChatGPT and things like that, we've um, we've had discussions with them about it. Uh, they are actually becoming quite discerning. Like whenever we pull up a, a task or something like that, or a, a word bank in English, you know, did you pull that off ChatGPT, sir? Um, and I, th those discussions are great. And if I have, I actually t tell them I have, and I explain to them how I had to sort of really not just type in a few words, but, but really work with the software, work with the AI to, uh, to eventually come to a, pro to a sort of endpoint that I was happy with. And I think, so there's a teaching, a teaching process there. We haven't um, exclusively let the boys use it. They have asked. I think we need to, as a school, decide on um, the extent to which we will allow that. And um, obviously what we're doing now is training up, is training up the adults, is just getting people um, used to the technology, trialing it for various purposes, um, because it's, I think it's going to be ubiquitous, and we're going to have to we're going to have to be doing lots more to stay ahead, um, if ahead is even possible, perhaps just slightly behind. I, I think it throws up questions about what knowledge is required and what skills are required in the future, because uh, you know, 2015 uh, GCSEs moved towards being exam only, and so you lost this sort of coursework uh, quotient. That had this knock-on effect for all of Key Stage 3 in the upper school, where the idea was we need to be teaching students to perform well in time conditions in, in essentially a 20th century exam format. And now technology has moved on, uh, AI is here, and it's kind of shown um, educationally we, we go one of two ways. We either pretend it doesn't exist, which means we're not preparing students for the real world. We pretend it doesn't exist, and instead we, we just focus more than ever on pen, paper, and time conditions. What can the human mind do by itself in an hour of writing? Uh, or we look the other way, and we you know, decide we actually finally need to entirely re reinvent what education looks like. Because if we live in a world where you've got more than just a calculator in your pocket, you've got the world's information in your pocket and an AI that can help you sift through it. Surely the next step in innovation is to teach young minds how to harness that. Yeah, it's interesting, you you know, we were at a conference just a few, uh, a week or so ago at Cottesmore, an AI conference, and um, this, you know, it was, there was some alarmist kind of narrative out there, um, 
and obviously pleased for the, pleased to the government to sort of make changes, those top-down changes which we know are necessary. I think, you know, we would absolutely love to be part of that kind of top-down approach, but I think we've got to be realists at the end of the day. You know, we're here, we're working in schools, we have a national curriculum, we have a exam um, sort of system and uh, an endpoint, like I alluded to in the beginning, where our boys do need to get into to senior school. And for the whilst things aren't changing, we have to best prepare them for that. But what we're trying to do as a school, and what I'm trying to lead on is, you know, how do we do that effectively in this kind of changing climate? In a, in a climate where, yeah, absolutely, as you alluded to, what is, what, what is knowledge? And how will AI help facilitate that? So we're trying to be... Um, yeah, just pragmatic, trying to have conversations with the right people. I've reached out to people like um, Sophia Hall, for example, who owns um, Study Hall, um, a company that is looking at developing study-based um, software using AI, reading software using AI, this kind of collaborative software, which is fascinating. I've got a call with her next week, in fact. And it's, it's things like that, it's speaking to people who are actually making strides and, and doing things with this technology. But that's, that's alongside currently what's happening in schools. So there's that from a teaching perspective. I think the other side is the softer side, and um, this was spoken about at length in the conference, is that at the end of the day, those kind of skills that make us human, those skills to manipulate information and to be discerning and to ask the right questions um, and to adapt, that's what we need to focus on as well because, um, yeah, the knowledge will be there and um, it's going to be easily harnessed. So it's what you do with that knowledge, how you manipulate that knowledge, and ultimately if you want to produce something with that knowledge, can you do that? Um, and so we, we will be focusing on that as a school without a doubt. So the final question I ask uh, everyone is when you think of a Surbiton student, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I think of the word fortunate, really. I think that... Many of our pupils are incredibly lucky to have the education that they do, the teachers that care about them in the way that they do, the teachers who are prepared to adapt and make accommodations for them to just give them the best possible academic and pastoral start. Now, I appreciate not everyone is fortunate in the same way, and you know, all of our pupils have various things going on. But from an academic perspective, I think they are, whether they are at the boys' school or the girls' school, whether they're in the senior school or the prep school, they have had a fantastic start to, to their journey and they are lucky to, to have had that. And um, I say that because I'm part of a staff body who's really committed. And I know that all staff want the absolute best for our pupils. And so any people who has that many people looking out for them, I feel are fortunate. Byron King, Deputy Head of the Boys Prep in charge of learning and teaching. Thank you very much. Thanks, Anthony. That was great. Thank you for joining us. Our show is produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. All music in this show was produced by students at Surbiton High School. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>